right, everybody. Welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. Nick and I are back again, and today we are talking about sleep. Nick, how's it going? It is going great. How's it going with you, Zach? That's going pretty good. I, I, I really like this topic, and I think it's something people don't think about enough. So we kind of want to break down, uh, you know, why why should we prioritize sleep and how important it actually is. So uh, tell me a little bit, like in terms of like a hierarchy of someone's like fitness or just general well-being, where do you think sleep falls and, in, in, you know, in relation to like exercise, nutrition, all that stuff? Yeah, um, this is this is a interesting one because sleep has this weird perception within our society of the importance of it. And, you know, oftentimes uh, sleep's associated with laziness, um, which is, oh, you know, grossly uh, um, misunderstood uh, notion, I guess is what I'd say. Um, I, I, it's when you look at, you know, what sleep can do for you and recovery in general, uh, it's, it's one of the most important things that you can, you can do. Uh, and arguably quality sleep is going to be more beneficial to your health than, than exercise. So, uh, uh, you know, best case scenario is how do I balance this all in one great package and sleeps as part of it. So, yeah, I, I think it's like, it's a similar concept to, to exercise where if the, the answer to try, like getting fitter isn't necessarily just more and more exercise. Like there has to be like purposeful meaning to every exercise you do. And that's why in CrossFit, we really focus on like high intensity, especially like high intensity interval training where we get a lot of work done and efficiently in this certain amount of time. And then we rest to then give that effort again. It's a lot better to do bouts of 90 to hundred percent effort instead of like like a ton of 50%, 40%, like these kind of like low speed endurance kind of efforts in terms of like in the gym. So with with sleep, the reason why we want to get a lot of sleep is because that's when we recover, right? We can't just continue to break down our bodies in the gym and then not recover. So tell them a little bit about why it's so important to sleep. Well, first off, you want to make sure that you're getting the right type of sleep. So there's only certain types of sleep where your body's actually um, repairing itself. Uh, and that's in deep sleep. So all all the stuff that you do to yourself in the gym, the only type of sleep that's actually going to help you recover from that is deep sleep. And that's the final stage of sleeping. Oftentimes people think it's all in REM sleep that you get all this recovery and stuff in, or that's like the the final stage of sleeping and REM sleep actually is more restorative for, you know, memory and brain uh, function and all that. Uh, But deep sleep's where our, you know, our muscles are repairing themselves. And that, that one is oftentimes, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to, uh, to track this now with different, you know, wearables. Um, but, uh, the one that I've used is the whoop and the whoop, uh, will tell you the exact amount of time that you spend in each of these cycles. And then you'll be surprised when you wear it and you're like, Hey, you know, I was in bed for, you know, 10 hours last night. Oh, I got 10 hours of sleep. And you're like, Oh shit. In that 10 hours I was in bed sleeping. I only actually slept eight hours, you know, and of that eight hours, you know, only two of it was deep sleep. You're like, I only got two hours of deep sleep. Um, is that enough? Cause it's like, there's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot, a lot behind, you know, behind the, you know, science behind sleep and, and how much you need of, of, of each cycle. Um, so, uh, again, there, there's a lot more to it, but, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, getting, 
getting high amounts of quality sleep is is super important. Yeah, and and when they're talking about deep sleep too, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure when it, when you're deep sleep, you're not actually moving, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how Whoop actually knows when you're in deep sleep. They're obviously using things like heart rate as well, but I'm pretty sure they're using uh, metrics like how often are you moving? I know a lot of people talk about, hey man, I toss and turn in my sleep all the time. Like you're not in deep sleep at that point. Yeah, heart rate, heart rate variability, and uh, um, are all metrics that those wearables usually are are, are able to track in order to tell where you are at at any point. I don't know the exact science behind how they are hundred percent, you know, accurate on where, on where you're at in that cycle. Um, but at the end of the day, um, there are certain things you can do to improve the quality of your sleep. And, and that's really where, when you take those steps that we'll, I mean, we'll kind of build into here of how do I get quality sleep? When you take those, you start to notice that the quality of your sleep in regards to the amount of deep sleep or, you know, even, you know, REM sleep is quality sleep for your brain function of those start to rise. Right. Uh, so we know, we know why. So now, now we understand, okay, we want, we want to sleep. If I want to build muscle, if I want to have better memory, if I want to be better in the gym, I need to sleep. So let's talk about, let's kind of break it down. Uh, how much sleep really should I be getting? Yeah. Um, so a good rule of thumb, you know, in Everybody's different, um, but you want to be getting north up to seven hours. You know, everybody everybody has their sweet spot for what's right for them, but seven anything under seven is is technically not sleeping enough. Um, so. I particularly notice that my body performs well somewhere in between the eight to nine hours. And then if I find myself trying to stay and sleep longer than nine hours, I start to feel droggy. Um, like it's like, it's too much. Um, but I know that some, you know, some athletes, uh, um, are able to sleep longer and, and, and get quality sleep, which helps them recover more. Um, there's, there's famous research done on, uh, people like LeBron James and Roger Federer top and their, and their athlete or top athletes within what they, um, do for sport. And they're sleeping North of 10 hours. Like, Holy crap. You know, know you're they, and, and, and would, you, would yeah. you consider them lazy? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am literally the best at what I do. Yeah. But you know, and I sleep half my day in my lazy. Um, so it's, uh, it's with, with high end athletics, recovery becomes part of the job, and that's not something everybody understand. Like, 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 totally understands. But it, it it's so important. Uh, it, it, the the more you can get your body to repair itself, is you know you're going to be ready to attack the next you know whatever competition, workout, whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking at we're looking at seven plus hours. So if I'm struggling with actually getting them out of sleep, what are some things I can do to help my sleep? Like, let's talk about maybe like prepping for sleep. What yeah. are some things we can do? Well, first I think you need to kind of assess, well, what does your sleep currently look like? Um, what are you doing leading up to bedtime? Uh, what are you doing, you know, while you're in bed? Uh, what's in your bedroom? These are all things that you have to kind of to factor in. So if you start with, okay, how do I get ready to sleep? Um, well, little things like, are you on your phone right up till you go to bed? That's one of the worst things you can do. Um, Outside of that, well, what's the temperature of your room? You know, Um, are you sharing your bed? You know, are there children in your bed? Are there animals in your bed? Uh, There's a lot of things that come into play. Uh, You know, and, and you know, what, what is, how noisy is it where you live? Uh, there, there, these are all factors that come in when you're, when you're trying to assess, okay, 
um, it's bedtime, what, what's, what's going to increase the quality of my sleep. Right. So what are some things that, that you have done, uh, to help improve your quality of your sleep in terms of like, maybe like your nighttime routine? Yeah. Um, so I've been fortunate where I've always been a pretty good sleeper, but then I, when you assess it, I find that, uh, I already had kind of habits that make it so that my sleep is good. Um, little things like I like to sleep in a really cold room. I've always been that way. Uh, so, you know, keeping your room at a temperature, um, in, you know, the low sixties shows that you're going to sleep better. Um, outside of that, uh, I turn my phone off, you know, I don't, I don't use my phone in the bedroom. Um, every now and again, I'll look at it at night, but I try to make it so it's super quick and there's purpose behind it. Try not to just do endless scrolling. Uh, that is one of the worst things for you because what your, your brain is just not going to turn off. And then that first burst, because right when you go to sleep is the most important part of your sleep. That's when you're going to get most of your restorative sleep. Um, your body's not gonna be able to shut down. Uh, other things like don't drink or smoke weed before you go to bed. A lot of people think that that's going to help them sleep because it does put them to sleep. Um, but it impacts the quality of the sleep. So yeah, it might put you to bed quicker and you might have thought you got good sleep. Your body actually didn't repair itself. It's, you know, it's, it's not working properly if, if you have those, those substances in your system. Um, one that was a big one for me that got, <laughs> it came in as I got older is making sure I don't drink too many liquids yeah. before I go. It's like, Oh, I'm 28 years old now. And, uh, if I don't, you know, if I, if I don't stop drinking at a certain time, I have to wake up to go pee at night. Yeah. The hell is this? Um, <laughs> so again, that was, uh, that was like the year that I actually noticed it. I was like, I was like, this is normal to have happen at 28 years old. I had to start thinking about it. And then now it's just been something I've had ever since then of like, you know, at a certain point in time, uh, I stopped drinking, you know, I, I front load my day with my, my liquids. So I'm hydrated. Um, and I try to make sure that I pee as much as I can right before I go to bed. That way when I lie down, I'm not woken up at two or three in the morning. Cause if I wake up at two or three in the morning, all the only thing that's going to happen is I'm going to start, start thinking about everything I need to do with my day. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's basically get, game over. It takes like an hour to two hours to get back to sleep. And then by then I get back to sleep and I have, when I wake up, I feel gross and droggy and you're like, man, did I even sleep last night? Yeah, um, exactly. I was better off waking up at that two or three in the morning and just staying up. Um, those are all things that, that I've done. Um, another one, we have a white noise machine on, uh, that one has been super helpful, especially with the kiddos. Um, which we didn't talk about that yet, but that can throw a wrench into your plan. Some people realistically, your sleep's going to suck cause you got little kids at home. Uh, uh, we, um, we sleep trained our kids and, uh, we're a big, let them cry it out. Uh, family, which not everybody is, but we just crank up our white noise machine and, you know, let them cry it out till they soothe themselves. Uh, cause we, we want to get our sleep. We're a little bit, uh, I guess you'd say selfish that way, but, um, yeah, 
Uh, that that give you does that give you enough? You have yeah, anything else absolutely. You yeah, no, I'll add some stuff to it. So I think that's really good. Um, I I think some some of the things I use I I, I too use a, a sound machines uh, really helpful. We like to keep it nice and cold. I'm a hot sleeper. I I tend to to kind of be a little furnace. So we we have a sound machine and a fan. So it's loud. <laughs> it's nice, but it's got like this this nice uh, loud uh, white noise. We also something um we also do is uh we black out our windows completely. Mm-hmm. So we have not just the blinds, but we have like legit blackout windows. It is pitch black in that room. And the only, the only light that is on is like the, the very dim clock in the corner. So that's been really huge for us. I, I can't go back from that. Uh, I never used to do it. And then once uh, my wife started doing it, we, we haven't gone back. Uh, kicking, kicking out the cats. I think that's been a thing. You know, we don't have any kids, but we have two kitties, especially in the in the wintertime. They want to sleep on our heads. And that's as much as I think it's adorable at one in the morning, it's not adorable anymore. So that's been something that uh, we've been working on as well. I think the the, the one thing I, I struggle with is the the phone in the bed. I tend to, I tend to not look at my phone much uh, for personal reasons throughout the day and it's tended like at night is kind of when I like wrap the day up and I like finish looking at my emails. I'll look through my Twitter and Instagram one more, you know, for basically for the first time in the last time of the day. But not only is it bad, I think for the light, but I also think it, it kind of sets you up for failure in terms of like, what's the last thing you read before you slept? Like, am I reading about like, an, like some kind of horrible thing that happened in the world right before I go to bed? Like there is something too about like your mental state. So something I think I need to, I, I would like to work on. And I think a tip for everybody would be like, Hey, you know, 30 minutes before bed, try to like read a nice book or, or, you know, just consume something, whether it's music or, and hopefully it's not a screen, but if it is a screen, maybe something that's a little bit more pleasant and, and it kind of puts you in a, in a state where like, okay, I'm ready to recover and relax. Like reading about like world news is probably not the best way to end my day. And it's just something that it's a bad habit. Whereas like, I, that's usually when I check the news is like that 30 minute time block before bed. And honestly, it's probably the worst time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I have to read. I, I'm a big reader before I go to bed, which is a newer habit. Um, but I needs to be fiction. I I can read like like right now. I'm like rereading the Lord of the Rings. Like I needs to be it needs to be something like that. That's like it's fun. I don't have to think about it. Like something like that before I go to bed. I used to read like um, business books. Yeah, like um, terrible idea. Business books. Terrible idea. Uh, worst thing <laughs> I could do in the world. The because then all of a sudden I have all these ideas and thoughts and I'm like oh shit, am I doing this? Am I doing that? And it's like oh crap, I can't sleep at all tonight. Yeah. Um, so that, that gets done in the morning now, but, uh, that back to like with our, um, when you were saying you black out the room, um, I don't do that, but my room's dark when I'm sleeping. Uh, I like to be, um, wake up with the sun. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I actually love it in the summertime. Like I'm not somebody, I don't really care as much about the time I wake up. I just like to be woken up by the sun. So in the summertime, I wake up at 4.45, 5 in the morning and love it. Uh, in the wintertime, I start shifting. Like now I'm waking up at like six, you know, cause that's when the sun's starting to, I can like my eyes open a little bit and I can see that the sun's coming up, but like the sky's getting a little brighter and I just get out of bed. Um, I hate the feeling of being like jolted, uh, out, of jolted out of bed by an alarm. And we talked about this a little bit. Um, I hate, I hate the alarm. 
Um, it's not that I hate waking up early. I just hate that like stress feeling of the first thing I feel throughout the day. And I understand that that's not realistic for everybody. Um, but I think you said you had a good, uh, like way that you, you kind of navigated that. Yeah. So because we black out our windows, we live, we live kind of like in a busier part of town. And so there's like, uh, there's a lot of lights that we can't really not black out the windows cause it's pretty bright in there. So how we, uh, combat that is we actually have like a, it's, it's, it's essentially like an alarm clock. It's called like a sunrise alarm clock. And essentially what it does is it doesn't wake you up necessarily with like a, a, a horrible sound. It, about You can set it, we have it set for about 30 minutes before we're, we wake up. It slowly starts to uh, brighten up with like a warm light. So it starts out very red and orange and it, it eventually leads to like a, like a warm white light. And then when your alarm goes off, it's like birds or some kind of ambient sound that's not what your sound machine is. So it's like, I've, I've kind of memorized what that sound is. And I almost never wake up to the sound. I'm, I'm pretty much always wake up about 10 minutes before I'm supposed to, but it, it feels so much nicer. It, it's just like such a gentle way to wake up. I feel like the worst way you can wake up is just sending your cortisol levels through the roof because you're just like being a, a, a like alarmed wake. Like that's such a hard way to start the day. And, I, and I've found that I too like to kind of that idea of waking up with the sun, but because we black out the windows, we kind of found this like loophole around it. And I, we've had it for I think six years now. It's probably one of my favorite things I've ever bought. Like I bought, I think it's a Phillips one. I could put a, I can put a link in the show notes if I remember. And uh, we've had it for years and it, it's yeah. worked great. I thought about getting one of those because not for myself, but uh, my like Keely wakes up before me and I get so annoyed when her alarm goes off because it's like, well, f- I guess I'm getting up now too. It's like, it's like, I don't need to yet, but it's like you hear that alarm and it's just like that, like shiver down your spine. The worst though is like when you, somebody has that as like their ringtone or something and like you just oh, yeah. randomly throughout the day, somebody's phone's ringing and you hear that alarm noise and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so great Turn again. your damn phone off. Yeah, it does. It can help because there are days like when I have to wake up before Sarah does and it is nice that I use, because I usually wake up before the sound she doesn't necessarily get woken up by the the light because it's on my side of the bed. So it, it can work out in your favor if you do have like kind of uh, schedules that are adjacent from each other. So that's uh, that's super helpful. But um, I think another thing we wanted to talk about is is prioritizing your sleep. So I think there are ways to prioritize sleep. And I think the first one is just having a set schedule. So you kind of said you have like kind of like a sunrise sunset schedule, but is there other like routines that like, all right, this is bedtime. This is the things I do when I go to bed. Yeah. Well, we, we go to bed really early in my house. Um, we're usually in bed by like eight 30. Um, that's when I lie down, I like usually lie down and start to read. I try not to go in too early. Cause I find if I start that routine, like at like, 7:30 or 8 and I lie down and start to read I, my body just goes right to sleep because it's like oh yeah this is the nighttime routine it's I'm ready to go I just fall asleep and then it affects my sleep on the other end because I went to bed too early and then it's like you're up at weird times your body's like wait did I just take a nap or am I sleeping I find that having I have set times that I go to bed and I stick with it pretty consistently even on the weekends. Like I try not to, you, I, you know, every now and again you have, like you go out and you do something a little different, but I, not frequently enough to really throw my sleep patterns off. Um, but I'm in bed at 8.30 every night. I'm usually asleep by 9, 9.30 at the latest. Um, and uh, I usually sleep until like 5.30 or 6. And it's like that every, every day is exactly the same. Again, like I said, even on the weekends, um, the consistency in that allows you to really truly sleep well. Um, if you throw that off too much, the quality of your sleep will diminish. Um, and 
the other thing that that does is it uh, it puts you within the peak windows of when you can get your best sleep. Um, it actually um, uh, shows that anytime that you were sleeping between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., that's when you actually get your best quality sleep. Just from you know how we you know how we uh, yeah yeah our circadian rhythms how we you know have evolved over the like you know from from apes. <laughs> it's like we had millions and millions of years of this in our DNA that allows us to. Um, to get better recovery sleep at that point in time, just because of again our circadian rhythms. There's other cool research that um, gentleman uh, Andrew Huberman talks about a lot is uh, the amount of light that you get uh, throughout the day. So like if you start your day off, make sure you go and get some natural light, like go outside. Like the more you get outside throughout the day, the better you're gonna sleep at night because it just puts your body on this natural clock. Right. Um, he actually talks about like the, one of the best things you can do to get really good sleep is um, starting off your day with 20 minutes of natural light in your eyes, um, like natural sunlight. So can be a little harder, obviously up here in Maine, right. like, you know, if in the winter months, like, yeah, like you might be some, you 515ers, the 515ers might've been up for, you know, a solid two, three hours before the sun's even up. Uh, but the point more being is that when the sun starts to rise, the, the amount of, of light you can get with that rising sun will help you actually on the back end of your day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those, those are the, uh, um, it's, it's, again, two, I guess a couple more of the technical pieces behind sleeping, but, yeah. um, so for those of us that, you know, they have kids or they tr have trouble sleeping or maybe they have jobs where they work the night shift at the hospital. What is some advice you'd give to people that, you know, uh, it's uh, Tuesday and their Monday night sleep just got completely scuffed. They got four hours. How would you change or maybe scale their training uh, because of that fact? Well, if you're a night shift nurse, you just got to understand you're just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there is no real easy way around it. Your sleep is is going to be jacked up. Um, it You have to get as consistent as you can with the days that that you, you can be normal. Um, and I don't have a good answer and I'd have to do a little bit more research to give you the most knowledgeable response possible for those shift workers. It's, it's a whole different ball game. And it's, sure, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Anytime you work with nutrition with one of those people, cause you're like, well, today I'm up from these hours to these hours, but then I'm up at this time and it's kind of like, Oh crap. Like, okay, when are we going to look at your actual day being? And you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. How do you, how do you get that? Um, especially since it is one of those things where you can't really make up sleep. Um, if you're one of those people like, well, I slept for five hours, you know, three of my days this week, so I'm so retired, but I'll make it up on the back end and the weekend. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Your body, your body can only process your, like re the recovery so much in one night. Um, you're still like, you know, uh, what we talked about with getting that deep sleep. Well, if you were very overtired and you only got, again, your five hours of sleep in the beginning of the week and then comes the week, the weekend comes and you got in 10 hours of sleep. Well, you probably still only got, you know, a couple hours of deep sleeps. So your body still only just recovered a little bit. Right. Um, so, you know, you, what you need to do, I guess to answer your question is, uh, prioritize the time that you have and, and get the sleep when you can get it. Uh, but understand you will, you will be in a bit of a deficit. It's just, it's just an unfortunate situation that you're going to be in, you know, maximize it where you can, you know, 
naps can be helpful in a way, but, um, understanding, you know, uh, the durations of your naps also matter, you know, keeping them to a, to, uh, um, a time domain that's actual helpful. Like, you know, don't go too long cause then you just screw up your actual sleep cycle at night. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think something, and it, is good for us as well as CrossFitters is I think one of the biggest advice people give for people that struggle with sleep is to exercise. So, you know, increasing your training frequency, maybe if you're someone that comes in a couple days a week, try to get in three, four days a week, you might find that your sleeping just drastically improves because you're exerting your energy and you're tired. I don't know about you, man, but I fall into the bed. I have no problem. I have problems staying asleep and like getting, I, I tend to wake up and usually because I have to pee, usually like an hour and a half before I need to wake up, which is really frustrating. But I tell you what, I have no problems getting to sleep, especially the days I train, I am ready to go to bed. So I think that's a, a, a good way to do it too. It's like, if you're someone that doesn't prioritize sleep, make sure your training, your training frequency is up and you're training hard. Cause when you do that, you will really appreciate rest days and days and, and that sleep for sure. I, I think the cool thing to your point of what, or what you're talking about is, is how healthy lifestyle complements each other. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, who would have thought, how do I get better sleep? Well, I work out a little bit more and I, and eating what you eat also affects your sleep. Yeah. Uh, oh, well it's like, I have to eat good and I have to work out to sleep good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I sleep good, I can work out better. And, and yeah. it's like, all that kind of goes in line. You're like, huh, it's funny how that works. Um, but yeah, it complements each other. They all, they all support one another. And, and, and we did say in the beginning, you know, sleep is arguably probably one of the most important ones, but, um, that good sleep, you know, if you, if you feel like you got a good night's sleep, you're ready to attack your workout. Um, you get a good workout in, you're going to be able to sleep better. And then if that stuff's going well, then like, oh, yeah, I want to add in nutrition to make it all, you know, really, really all come together. Um, so the other one, because nutrition, now I'm starting to make you think about it, uh, that a lot of people fall into is, is caffeine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is one that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Um, don't smash too much coffee, especially after 12 o'clock in the, uh, um, or at noon. Um, anytime afternoon, don't, it'll screw up your sleep. You know, your, your, your body metabolizes your caffeine at a certain rate. And if you start taking it afternoon, well, your body is still metabolizing it by the time you get, are going to bed. Yeah. The major effects have worn off, but your body still has a little bit of it in its system. Um, so that's another important one is, you know, limit the amount of caffeine you have. Sure. Um, and, um, what we, we, we were talking about it or when, uh, about this was, uh, it, even for the people that think, Hey, oh, I can have a cup of coffee and fall asleep. Like it's nothing. Unless this is cause you're so overtired that you're able to, you know, yeah. counterweight that how overtired you are and, and how much caffeine's in your system. That's not a yeah. good thing. And you've yeah. also just desensitized yourself so much to caffeine, but you don't understand like there's still like underlying like things going on under the surface there. But to kind of put a bow on the podcast, I think the, the one thing I kind of want to go loop back around before we finish is again, is like the why of why we do this. I, I do think that sleep gets demonized a little bit and it's kind of like, well, if I can sleep less, I get more time than the other guy does. And I think that if, if anything, CrossFit has taught us that it's just not a good way to do anything. It's not a good th- way to just like grind yourself to the bone, like uh, work smarter, not harder. And I mean that unironically, like literally do it, like take more time to sleep. And when you train, you train hard, you recover from it and we do it again. We don't just train like haphazardly for hours and hours on end. It's unnecessary. We go hard and we sleep hard. You know, that's, I think that's a, I think we should really think about sleep less as laziness and more as like, Hey, I'm trying to be efficient. I'm trying to be recovered. So when I am spending my day, 
I am present. I am fully there. You know the person that's hustling, that is, you know, they're, they're, they're sleeping four hours. They, they're not really there. Like, they're awake because they have caffeine, like, injected into their system, but you can see it behind their eyes. Like, those people are tired, right? And you don't want to be like that. You know, you want to be present and awake and ready to go. And so the hours you give to work and the hours you give to your training are, you know, hundred percent or at least, <laughs> at least 80%. Yeah. 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 And, and the, it is the sleep is when you are restoring and getting yourself recharged for your next day. So it's like your hormones are rebalancing and like in, 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 it's like, so that another important thing is like you under sleep, you know, that release of your testosterone, and estrogen, like the estrogen are going to get all out of balance, you know, and it again, loose back in the nutrition as well. But, you know, you need that restorative sleep. You need to make sure that your cortisol levels all get back in the check. So it's like it manages your, your mental health as well. And that's the, that's one thing that people maybe, um, aren't, you know, putting together. It's like, if you're, there's a reason why when you feel overtired, you're more irritable, you know, you, you're cranky. You just think shit, this doesn't feel right. You make more mistakes too, yeah. especially in your training. Like, you know, like yeah. you, you do things wrong. Yeah. And then also the, like outside of, you know, talking about training, nutrition and, and sleeping, it's like, well, you know, what are we doing all this for? And it's like to make our life better. Well, it's like, if I'm more irritable, then my family is going to have to probably, you know, deal with the brunt of that. And, you know, my performance at work is going to suffer. And it's like, I would rather get myself charged up. So that time I'm spending at work, you know, is I'm smashing out my tasks so I can then go home and be happy and present with my family. And then, you know, you know, balance in a workout some point throughout that time. Um, and, and if I am diligent and thoughtful about my sleep, uh, it'll help with those other tasks throughout the day. That's why that another another reason to have yourself on a schedule so that you can kind of, you know, optimize all of that. Yeah, for sure. So it's, 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 we say this a lot. It's not the sexy stuff that makes the biggest difference. It's just, it's the stuff that's not cool. You don't put it on Instagram. You don't like post on sugar wad, like fucking crush my eight hours of sleep last night. Let's go. You know, like it's not, it's not the cool stuff, but it's stuff that makes it's important. It's the stuff that supports all the cool stuff you want to do in the gym. So, uh, we hope that something from that you were able to take away from it. We hope you get some good night's sleep, uh, after listening to this podcast and, uh, yeah, as always, we'll see you at the gym. Take care guys. Have a good one guys. Stay fit.